Welcome to The Rock Church, a vibrant, enthusiastic, edgy church meeting in West Bridgeford, Nottingham. You can find out more about us by visiting the-rock.org.uk. We hope you were blessed by this message. Okay, so it's time for us to have our word, our message, and we have a mighty man a mighty man. <laughs> Come on. Mighty man of faith. Come on, Andrew. Gifted preacher. I wish my notes looked like that when I got up to preach. <laughs> that's what I mean. That's gift. And that's exactly what he's going to be talking about. So. <laughs> Thank you. Somebody said, I always do this. So, I mean, Christmas, it's tradition, isn't it, and all of that. So I, I wouldn't want to break with the tradition and not have a, have a little drink just before... Just before we got going. We've been very well fed this morning, haven't we? I mean, the worship, the word, the things that people are talking about, all the things that are going to be going on. But let's hope we can just make half an hour to hear... I believe from God a message I want to bring, I want to comfort people, challenge people at this, at this time, at Christmas. And the first thing I'd like to do is I'd just like to get a little sort of image into your minds. If you've got young children, grandchildren, you go to a Christmas morning somewhere, or maybe you can even remember when you were maybe four or five years old, you will know what Christmas morning looks like. At some point, to the cry of, he's been, there will be some frantic present opening. Yeah? And kids just dive in. They see a gift they open the gift, they take the gift. There's no hesitation, there's no thinking about it. They appreciate a gift, they take it straight in there. And I want us to keep that image in mind because as you get a bit older, you get a little bit more casual about presence. You start to take a bit more time. In fact, you can almost get like, Don's granddad wouldn't even open the presents. He used to get the present and go, oh, thank you very much. Yeah, thank you. And put it on the side and everybody go, oh, oh no, I'll save it till later. Oh, I'll, 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 I'll wait a while. And, yeah, people got a bit fed up of him, really, a bit frustrated. But you know what I'm saying here? Sometimes we spend so much time, oh, I, oh you shouldn't have, oh, you, oh, we don't appreciate and enjoy and accept the gift. Whereas kids, bam, straight in, boom. No messing about. And I 
want us to have that image as I talk about some aspects of gifts. Because right now, I think I should say we're in gift season. So the title of my message this morning is Gift Season. It's a time when actually there's anxiety, can be anxiety about gifts, can't there? You know, if you're trying to get the latest, whatever it might be, and they haven't got it at Smith's, and they haven't got it on Amazon, oh dear, people get themselves into such sort of anxiety. All the preparation, it can get quite overwhelming, and we can forget why we're doing it, and we can get to a point as well where, well, we've done Christmas that many times, is it, you know, is it that? Is it much? I think we need to jump on it and accept it and celebrate it. So this morning, I just wanted to take a pause to just consider God's gifts. But before we do that, I just want us to have a little think about actually, what is a gift? What is a gift? In some of the work that I do, we talk about, I talk about gifts quite a lot with people. Some of the people I work with, are, they're very wealthy, lots of money. And the conversation will often end up turning to what are you going to do with some of this money before, before you die? Because there's inheritance tax and all of those sorts of things. And an essential part of inheritance tax is one way, and it's a perfectly standard way, normal thing to do, is give stuff away. If you give stuff away, various rules and regulations, but if you give stuff away, it's no longer in your estate. But it's never that long before the conversation will go something along the lines of, oh, I can't give that much away. Oh, it's too much. It, 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 it'd be too much responsibility. Or it might, it might spoil, you know, if it's the kids or grandchildren or other generations or relatives. <clears throat> and then people start saying, but maybe I could give something away, but then I'd sort of keep it. People talk about this sometimes with the house. Oh, I'll tell you what, I'll give my house away to the kids. It's a gift. Oh, but I'd want to still live there. And, you know, I, I, nothing would really change, would it? So that's actually not really a gift. Not really a gift. Or I'll, I'll give it away, but then I'll tell you what you've got to do with it. Okay? So, yeah, it's a gift, but you better buy me something. Or you better do what I tell you. Or you better... Uh, bearing in mind a gift is not like that a real gift is really quite simple the person making the gift decides what they're giving and decides on what it's worth and what it means but it's up to the giver person receiving the gift has quite an easy position. You receive the gift with thanks, with appreciation, and with gratitude, but it's as simple 
as that if we boil it down to the fundamentals of a gift, there's a giver and there's a recipient. And I want us today to have a little think about some gifts where we look at it in that way. And I want to start with the gift of Jesus. The gift of Jesus. And I want us to really appreciate and enjoy and understand the gift of Jesus to us. And what I said before about Like a young child, accept that gift, fall upon that gift, worship, enjoy receiving the gift. Isaiah, chapter 9, verse 6, and it's a verse, again, how many times have you seen this verse? Probably quite a few. For to us... A child is born. To us a son is, there's that word, given. A son is given. And the government will be on his shoulders. He will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of peace. If you heard that verse for the first time now and that gift was given to you, would you go, well, I'll leave that for later. Oh, I'll just think about that. Oh, you shouldn't have. This is our God. This is the gift of Jesus. And the words that are in that verse, well, quite frankly, you could do a sermon season starting from about maybe end of October, beginning of November. You could take this verse. I'm not volunteering, by the way, just so you know. But you could take this verse and the things it says about the gift of Jesus that we are celebrating right now and be astounded by the quality and everything of that gift. That gift for you. You are the recipient of that gift. Wonderful counsellor. Somebody who speaks on your behalf, who represents you. Mighty God, we have a mighty, mighty God. The everlasting Father, forever, forever. And the Prince of Peace. We've talked a little bit about peace. It's been mentioned. It's a thing that we lack so many times. Peace. One of those names that Isaiah talked about right there. Jesus is the gift of peace. Prince of peace on our lives. Fall upon that with joy and expectation and amazement. He is.
Prince of Peace. We're just moving on a little bit around this and just thinking a bit about Isaiah. I want to say this. God's timing is perfect. God's timing is perfect. From the words of Isaiah to the birth of Jesus is about 700 years. From the last word of the Old Testament, the book of Malachi, to the birth of Jesus is about 400 years. That's a long wait. I know that in my life and in everybody's life here, we are waiting for something. We have things we are waiting for. And I've, I've been looking at an Advent series, and it, it, it talked about God is working in the waiting. And I want that to be a message that resonates with you, each and every one of us online this morning. If you're waiting for something, whatever that might be, it may be relationship, it may be financial, it may be work, it might be family, it could be health, could be all sorts of areas where you are waiting. You're waiting for a breakthrough. You're waiting for a breakthrough. And don't be embarrassed by thinking that sometimes it feels painful to be waiting. You don't need to read the Psalms for very long to hear the Psalmist, sometimes David, somebody else, asking why God's not listening. Why heaven seems to be closed. That's not an issue. But waiting without faith and without hope is different. What God says is that in your waiting, have faith, have hope, because breakthrough will come. Breakthrough will come. God is working while you are waiting. You have not been abandoned you have not been abandoned advent means looking forward the word advent if you split it down its component parts that's what advent means advent is about looking forward anticipation expectation but it means a wait at times and as I say as you can see there was a long time between Isaiah's prophecy. After we finish speaking and, after we get, and we get to the end of the service, there'll, there'll be a chance. You can come out. There'll be the prayer team here. People will be here to pray for you. If you've got something you're waiting for, something that you know you need, but actually I don't want to wait till then. Just right now. Let's just bow our heads just for a minute. Right now. Right now. If you're waiting for something, you know that it can feel painful to wait. 
But the message for you right now this morning, whatever that situation is, that God is working in the waiting. Beneath the surface, behind the scenes, God is working in the waiting. And don't forget that. At this time of Advent, when we're looking at a situation, we're looking ahead, we're, we're looking to an expectation that, that happened to Jesus' birth. God is with you in your waiting. He is with you. He is working in the waiting. Just as with Jesus, he was born exactly the right time. Because God's timing is perfect. And for you, you have the same assurance and the same joy and the same anticipation. God is working in the waiting. One of the things about this time of year is to say, there's a, there's a big focus, isn't there, on now, gifts. You know, everything sort of comes together, present buying. I was going to say present wrapping, but Don will tell you. that's not, Don does a lot of the wrapping in our house. <laughs> I do do some wrapping. <laughs> Fellas, who ever does this one? Christmas Eve. You've got, I mean, I don't, I don't wait till then to get any presents. Let's just not, I'm not that bad, right? Christmas Eve, have we got any wrapping paper? <laughs> eh? There's a bit of nodding going on there. Oh, yeah, yeah. Dawn quite likes her presents with kids' wrapping paper. <laughs> it gets a bit awkward if you've got to cross happy birthday out, obviously. Um... So, you know, we, we, we play our part, don't we, in this? In, 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 Dawn's going, no, you don't. But she does. She... You know what I'm saying? It's a big focus. Well, here's a message I want to give to you. When it comes to gift season, when we look at God, every day is gift season. Every day is gift season. Almost... You can say every day is Christmas Day, not because you've got to eat a turkey dinner every day or anything along those lines, but every day God has gifts for you. It's not just for the 25th of December. It's gift season all year. And I want us to just think about one or two of those gifts so we can think in January and in February, those gifts are there. Those gifts are given. Those gifts are for you to receive. God is the giver. You are the recipients. So for one I want to look at, the first one maybe, is the gift of grace. The gift of grace. Ephesians 4 verse 6, there are many, many places you could find them. A lovely verse, a lovely reference. But it says in Ephesians 4, 6, Paul writes to each one of us, 
Grace has been given as Christ apportioned it. You get grace sufficient for you, which is undeserved favour every day. Every morning, you stand at the beginning of a day where the gift of grace is for you. And you get exactly the amount of grace you need. You get it in full. With grace, there is no clana. There is no very. There is no instalment situation. You get on that day all that you need every day. Every day. And that should be something every day where you're like the five-year-old. Every morning, you should be like the five-year-old going, wow, amazing, fantastic. I talked, the last time I was here, I was talking about holy moments. And that's something you can use every day. As every morning during the day, God's grace is given to you. Every day. You don't have to save it up to the end of the month. You don't have to wait till it's payday Friday. You don't have to wait till it's Black Friday. Whatever it is, whatever the, whatever the marketing scenario, that gift is for you every day. Every day, and we rejoice in that gift. And there are other gifts, other gifts. Paul, again, writing in Romans. I haven't put the whole verse up there because you know there are rules about putting the verses up. You can't put too, if you put too many words on the screen, people can't read, and that, that, that's fine. So what I've done with this one, I've sort of shown the gifts, but you'll see what Paul writes is he says this, we have different gifts according to the grace given to each of us. If your gift is prophesying, well, basically, Paul says, if your gift's prophesying, get on with it. Do it. If your gift is serving, get on with it. Do it. If it's teaching, get teaching. If it's encouraging, get yourself encouraging people. If it's giving... Get giving. If it's leading, be a leader. If it's showing mercy, show mercy. These gifts are given to the church for us to receive and us to use. And again, these gifts are, I mean, there are many other gifts. Again, not volunteering, Ali, just when you watch this back, or if you're watching online, there's a series in there because there are so many gifts in the Bible that are given to us to use, to develop the church, to reach to the community, to build up our families, to build up in our workplace, wherever. God is a giving God. God is a God 
who gives us gifts. And we need to receive them. We need to receive them. These are some examples. And I think, as I, as I read those gifts, that some people will be thinking, mm, yeah, I've got that gift. I've used that gift. So the challenge and the next question is, what are you doing with that gift? What are you doing with some of the gifts that God has given to you? Are you using it? Are you acting in it? Having received it, what are you going to do with that? You know, we, we've sort of got a little thing in, uh, there's a little word that's become quite familiar over the last few years about Christmas, and it's called re-gifting. Re-gifting. Re-gifting is a posh way of saying, you've given me something I don't really want, I'll give it to somebody else. Often seen in action, if you go to a Christmas fair, where I remember when my girls were younger, you used to go to the summer fair, and there'd be stuff on the stalls, and you'd think, who wants that? And you'd, you'd win it, or you'd get it, or something. And you'd think, hmm, Christmas fair coming up. <laughs> Got the perfect present for you. There it goes. If you were really unlucky, you'd win it again. But you know what I'm saying? You know, we, we, we've, we've sort of got this mentality, this thing that we can get gifts, and if we don't really, we can pass it off, we can give it. And we, we sort of see it as quite worthy. And, and don't we, you know, hear me right on this. I am trying to make an example here in terms of what I believe God is saying to us this morning, which is this. You've been given a gift by God. If you are a teacher, a leader, if you are somebody who's an encourager, you show mercy, you're a prophet, you say, whatever those things are, you have been given that gift to use. You haven't been given that gift to re-gift. You haven't been given that gift to go, oh, this is nice. You know, have you ever done it? You go to somebody's house and you think, I bought something, I bought them something for last Christmas. It's up on the shelf somewhere, not being used, because it's not really sort of what they wanted. That's not God's gifts to us. Our gifts, God gives us the gifts that he gives us to use. To use. So don't neglect your gift. Don't neglect your gift. You know, Paul, when he, he was writing to Timothy, Timothy was Paul's protege. He was somebody who Paul, the Apostle Paul, coached, blessed, sent him on his way. And in Paul's letter to Timothy, his first letter, in chapter 4, verse 14, he says, Do not neglect your gift, which was given you through prophecy, when the body of elders laid their hands on you. Do not neglect your gift. That's actually quite a tough, that's quite a tough message. But hey, sometimes 
we need to deliver some tough messages. It has to happen. You see, Timothy was in a tough church. He was, he was evangelizing. He was building churches. He was an incredible guy. But he was worried that because he wasn't Paul, he wasn't as old, didn't have the white beard, which can help. Rod, you need a white beard. Um, <laughs> because of all the, reason, all the reasons that we can get, oh, I can't do it because. I can't do it because. And Paul said to him, wait. I don't know that Paul was from Yorkshire, but if he had been, he'd have said, hey up, son. <laughs> because he'd have had a word with him, as we say, and said, look, you have got everything in you that you need to be, everything you need to be. And I look around here today and the people online and I know you have got all the gifts within you that you need to take God's kingdom forward. All the things we're talking about in 2024, all those fabulous things. We even try to make it easy for you because we have the growth track, another program. Lynn didn't have time to talk about that. She had everything else we were talking about where we help people to identify where they can work, fit into the church. You've got all of those gifts. But you know when I'm speaking right now that sometimes you've neglected that gift. You've gone, oh, it's not me. I can't do it. Somebody else might do it. I need a bit more, you know, a bit of the old Moses line, or I can't really speak very much. Can't, you know. The message here, you've got the gifts. You've been given gifts. It's gift season right now for you but don't neglect your gift don't be asking for more gifts you've got a gift use it operate in it work with people there are great opportunities here as Lynn has been outlining as other people have said to use that gift do not neglect You know, James, in his letter, he says every good and perfect gift is from above. It's from God. It's gift season, guys. It's gift season and God is showering his gifts on each one of us. Not for you to go, oh, thanks. Yeah, I wonder what it is. You know, all that sort of thing. And, oh, yeah, well, I might leave it till later. Oh, I don't know if I need to use that. Oh, I don't No. Right now. Right now. Right now. Those gifts are there for us. God wants more from his people. He's given us the gifts to deliver that. So gift season... At Advent, right now, there is a message that we can 
act on, we can take away from with us. But we can use that now. I'm going to hand back to Cathy, but there will be a chance afterwards. If you're waiting, if you know you've neglected a gift, you want to do more with it, or any other reason, Cathy will explain. Don't wait, don't sit back, mm, I don't think so. Come to the prayer team, there'll be plenty of people. Share them with them. Let's work together and let's use the gifts for gift season. Amen.